0: Hey everybody, welcome to Wednesday night. Thanks for joining us. Um, we're going to continue on in John chapter 11. This week we're doing verses 17 to 27, a little bit of a larger chunk this time. I'm going to start off by reading the whole scripture first, the whole section. So, verse 17. <clears throat> when Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had already been in his grave for four days. Bethany was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem. And many of the people had come to console Martha and Mary in their loss. When Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, but Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Yes, Martha said, he will rise when everyone else rises at the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this, Martha? Yes, Lord, she told him. I have always believed you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who has come into the world from God. So going back to verse 17. When Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had been in his grave for four days. So remember last week we were talking about um, Jesus I'm just going to scroll back real quick. Um, Jesus tells the disciples that Lazarus has fallen asleep. You know, and then we're going to go wake him up. I'm going to go wake him up. And they said, oh, well, if he's asleep, he'll get better soon, right? And we know from the week previous week before that, that when Jesus heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was for two more days. Okay? So Lazarus, to be honest, I'm not good at math. So this is going to take some math work. But in the end, when Jesus finally does show up, Lazarus has been in his grave for four days. For four days. When Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had already been in his grave for four days. Bethany was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem. Now, you might think, well, why did they give us that fact about how far it is from Jerusalem, or basically how far it is from Jerusalem? Because these guys walked everywhere. A few miles is nothing. You know, they used to work. They Most of these... Back then, people were used to walking a few miles everywhere. That was normal, you know? So um, this tells me that Jesus, on purpose, even though Bethany was so close, he could have been there in a few hours, half a day, his walk or whatever, he he definitely stayed where he was for a few days. It says two more days. So obviously Lazarus um, had been sick for a little while, and Jesus stayed two more days after he heard that he was sick. Right, and he had good reason to stick around because he was going to glorify God. So, in a sense, he let Lazarus die and and actually be buried and be buried for four days because that makes the miracle even bigger, even better. Because if oh, if he had been sick, been healed, yeah, Jesus has done this before. Oh, he just died. Jesus brings him, oh, yeah, you know, he just died though, he's been dead for four days. You know, after four days being dead. Lots of stuff has set in. The rigor mortis, the stiffness, you know, the, the uh, decay. All that stuff is set in already. You know, they're, they're dead, dead, not coming back. Not coming back, right? And then verse 8. And then Bethany was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem. 19. And many of the people have come to console Martha and Mary in their loss. The other reason, I, I feel the other reason he's putting these two facts. It's only a few miles from Jerusalem. Lots of people were there. Because it's like, okay, Jesus was actually quite close in proximity to being there, but he stayed a few days longer on purpose. Then there's obviously lots of people there mourning with Mary and Martha. And now he's like, okay, now we're ready. We've got the audience. We've got the witnesses set up. We've got the man has been dead so long. There is no, there is no um, hope of him being healed. Or being raised from the dead. Not that even being raised from the dead is even crossing anyone's mind. Right? Then verse 20. When Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him. So she ran out and met him on the way. But Mary stayed in the house. I don't know why Mary stayed in the house. She might be really grief stricken. Um, but Martha went out to meet Jesus. You know? And Martha says to Jesus, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. Now Martha knows that Jesus can heal the sick. This is, you know, they all know this by this point. But he's really about to blow our mind, man. It's got to be nice. Um, really, what Jesus is doing, he's set it all up to take, take everyone's faith to the next level. You know, he's going to take his status to the next level, God level. They all believe, yeah, you're the Messiah, right? But I think the whole thing of like, you are God is just, just eluding them. Just eluding them, right? Um... Basically, Jesus is going to take it to a point of this, to a point where only God can do it and only those directly empowered by God can do it, right? And whenever we we read in the Old Testament stuff, people were raised from the dead before, you know. Um and in the New Testament as well, Paul, brought a young guy, he he had died falling out of a window, back from the dead. Um I believe it was Elisha brought someone back from the dead. Um You know, Paul, obviously, it says he cradled him in his arms and said his life is back in him. Um, Elisha sent someone back. Oh, I can't remember the story exactly. and I can't remember if it was Elijah or Elisha. It was a Shunammite woman. So it was, I believe it was Elisha. I'm sorry if I'm misquoting, But he brought the young boy back to to life uh, by actually physically laying on him. And then... um, yeah, so the, the difference is everybody else besides Jesus that brought someone back from the dead had to f- have physical contact. This is the beautiful thing we're going to see. All Jesus does is speak. And it really brought back of uh, creation to me. Genesis 1-3, then God said, God said, let there be light and there was light. God just speaks things into existence. He doesn't have to touch it. He doesn't have to actually physically build it. I work with my hands. I If I want to make something happen, i got to lay my hands on it, right? I, if I speak, I don't say, let there be a wall here, a partition wall here, and let there be a dishwasher there. It doesn't happen. i got to go do it. Let there be plumbing from here to there. It doesn't work for me. I'm, I'm sure I've tried. Um I have to do it. I have to go there and cut the pipes and I have to do it, physically do it, right? Not Jesus, you know? Paul wanted to bring someone back from the dead. He had to go grab the guy. You know, Elijah or Elisha, I can't remember right now, wanted to bring someone back from the dead. They had to go lay on them, right? Um, so it, only, only God can speak things into existence. Only God can speak life into someone. Um, John 1, 1 1-3, the reason I'm saying Jesus is God, and then God said, Genesis 1-3, let there be light, and there was light. God said that, John 1, 1 1-3 says this, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, He was in the beginning with God, all things were made through Him, and without Him, nothing was made that was made, Jesus Christ is the one that was part, what everything was made through Jesus, He was the creator, right, but that's why he can speak life right back into it. He made them in the first place. He can give them life whenever he feels like it, right? It's that's, that's pretty awesome. So Martha says, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. So she has faith. She knows if Jesus had been here, he would have been healed. But what she doesn't know is, man, even better than being healed, Jesus can bring him back from no, from dead, like dead, dead. Verse 22, but even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask so that we see more of her faith. She knows because Jesus has an intimate relationship with God, the father, that no matter what he asks for, God will give it to him. You know, um, she understands that God listens to his son and his son listens to God. His son, the son listens to the father and the father listens to the son, right? John 9.31, I covered this a few chapters back. Now we know that God does not hear sinners. But if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he hears him. And Jesus was doing nothing but God's will. Okay, John 11.41, this will be later on in this chapter. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Right? So God is listening. And then Jesus tells her. Your brother will rise again. And of course, like the disciples' last chapter, misunderstanding what Jesus is saying, you know, Jesus is talking about, I'm going to bring your brother back today. And she's thinking, yes, 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 we will all rise again. She says, yes, Martha said, he will rise when everyone else rises at the last day. Of course he will, because Jesus, God has already said that everyone will rise again. But Jesus is talking about now, 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 the here and now, which is even... It's fantastic, right? John 5, 29 says this, And come forth, those who have done good, to the resurrection of life, and those who have done evil, to the resurrection of condemnation. What does that tell us? That everyone will rise again, whether to the resurrection of life, or to the resurrection of condemnation. That's what that tells us. No one will stay in the ground. When God calls everyone up, everyone rises, and everyone will stand before God the Father. So Martha is when Jesus says, your brother will rise again. So we see she has the faith to know, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even so, though he died, I know God will give you whatever you ask. Okay, remember what Jesus tells us. All we need is the faith, the size of a mustard seed, and we can tell that mountain to go from here and move over there. That's what Jesus says. You don't need a lot of faith, but you need faith. right? Martha's got the faith. Right? And Jesus tells her, Your brother will rise again, meaning you know, you're gonna see some fantastic stuff. And she agrees, yes, he will rise again when everyone else rises at the last day. Misunderstanding what Jesus is saying because he's talking about he's gonna bring him back to life. Verse 25. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. John and I've got quite a few scriptures on this one here. John 5, 21 says this, For as the Father raises the dead and gives life to them, even so the Son gives life to whom he will. Meaning, it's at his discretion. He can give life to whoever he wants, right? John 6, 39, 40, and 44. This is the will of the Father who sent me, that of all he has given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up at the last day. And this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Verse 44, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up at the last day. So it's talking about, like, um, G- this is corroborating what Jesus is saying that he is the resurrection and the life. You know, at the last day, he will bring everyone up. 1 John five ten: he who believes in the Son of God has the witness in himself. He who does not believe... God has made him a liar because he has not believed the testimony that God has given of his son. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. I am the resurrection and the life. So we need to believe. If you want to be raised from the dead for the resurrection of life, you need to believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's all it is. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. He also says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man will comes to the Father except through me, right? So you have to believe in Jesus to go to heaven. That's it. There's one road to heaven. There are not many roads to heaven. 1 Corinthians 15, 22. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. So Adam messed it up to begin with. Man sinned. So man had to pay reparation for that sin. So that's what happened. Except that God came down in the form of man and made the ultimate sacrifice to pay the reparation for that sin. So even though as an Adam all die, so through Christ, who is all man and all God, all will be made alive. And based on that, we go to Hebrews 9.27. And as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment, everyone's going to die. Except for, so far, Enoch, Elijah... And those who will be raptured, those are the only people that will not die, you know, or at least Enoch and Elijah have not died. I don't know if they will die at some point or not, but then the only other people that will not die and go straight up to heaven are those that are raptured one day. (coughs) Genesis 3.19 says this, In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you shall return. I'm reading these because Jesus said, Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Just to prove that we will all die. We will all die. you know. Except, like I said, for those who are raptured in the end times. Ecclesiastes 3.20 says this, All go to one place, all are from the dust, and all return to dust. So we have many different writers from different time periods, Saying the same thing. Everybody knows that we all die. And in the States, uh, one of the uh, funny phrases or common phrases people say there's two things we can count on in life death and taxes. You know, there's two things that everybody knows are inevitable and you have to live with it is death and taxes. That's why everybody's trying to cheat death. You know, like get this tucked over here and not tucked over there and get this in my veins and this and that, you know. Everyone's trying to live longer, live longer, live longer. But in the end, everyone will die, like I said earlier. Verse 26, Jesus continues. He says, everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never, ever die. Do you believe this, Martha? So now he's like spitting some game at her, and she's like, wait, okay. So you said a second ago that... Anyone who believes in you will live even after dying, meaning we will die. But then you said, everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never, ever die. And then you asked me if I believe this. Is Jesus contradicting himself? Um, No. No. Because there is a physical death. Yes, our bodies will die. But your soul will not die. So Jesus is saying, it's important that we believe in the resurrection. You know, everyone who believes in me says, and believe lives in me and believes in me, will never, ever die. You will not die um, spiritually dead. Your soul will live on. <clears throat> but it's talked about in Scripture that, you know, if you believe in Christ, your soul lives on eternally in heaven, right? But then, you know, we, we die once. And for every man it is appointed to die once. <clears throat> but then, if you don't believe in Christ as your Lord and Savior... You will, go into, you will have a second death where your soul will go to hell and you experience death. Eternal death. It, it's, it sounds horrible to me. It sounds horrendous. Um, because, and this is what Jesus is saying. Those that believe in me and live in me, they won't ever die again after the physical death. There will be no more death for them. That's it. They will just live, have life, true life, you know, and our faith is hinged on the resurrection. Without the resurrection, we've got nothing. Our hope is in the resurrection of God. Because in the resurrection, that's what proves that Jesus defeated death because he came back from the dead. You know, so and then verse 27 says this. Yes, Lord, she told him, I've always believed you are the Messiah, the son of God, the one who has come into the world from God. And even Peter says the same thing in Matthew 16, 16. You know, he says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And then Romans 10, 9 and 10 tells us it tells us something a little bit different. Not different, but similar. on It says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So, Martha saying that. She's basically doing what Romans 10, 9, and 10 is saying in verse 27. I have always believed you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who who is coming to the world from God. She's confessing with her mouth unto salvation, right? And she's already believes. She's already proved to us in previous verses that she believes, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask. Yeah, and then in verse 1, she says, He will rise when everyone else rises at the last day. She believes already, but then she confesses again in verse 27. And that's what, that's all. If you confess through the mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. We know Martha's saved. We know that. And we're going to see some amazing stuff coming from Jesus Christ. He has set a profound stage that, no one can overcome. He has set a stage where Lazarus has been, not just, he didn't, he's not just been dead for four days, he's been in the grave for four days, okay? He set a stage where there's numerous people there that were gonna witness this event happen. <clears throat> right? And then he is, <laughs> he's again, he's basically just doing a heart test on Martha saying, do you believe, you know? And he's not just saying, do you believe I can do it? He's saying, do you believe that I am the way to true life? And she she does. She does believe that. So that's a question I ask you tonight, guys tonight. Do you truly believe that Jesus is the way to heaven? Do you truly believe that Jesus is the only way to salvation? Or do you have like these other inklings of things that, you know, from past beliefs or different churches you might have gone to. Or different religions you might have belonged to. Do you still holding on to some stuff? Well, let me tell you now. Get rid of it. You know, ask the Holy Spirit to help you clean that junk out. Because Jesus Christ is the only way to, to, to heaven. He's the only way to the Father. And the only way to get to heaven is go to the Father. You know? So, um, I encourage you to do some heart checking. I encourage you to do some heart checking. Double check what you believe and make sure you believe the right thing. That Jesus Christ is the only way to salvation. Alright, God bless guys. Have a good night.